The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Welcome in, everybody, for the first time in a long time. We are hosting Belly Up After Dark. We're very excited to have you here with us. If you're joining us live, make sure to jump in the chat. Make sure to jump in that live chat and let us know what you're thinking about all the things. We're going to talk some NFL and college football both today uh, and start off with some college or I guess some football news in general. I'm not alone. I've got some other Belly Up personalities with me. Uh, first, my co-host here on Rising to the Occasion. I've got Jeremy here with me. Jeremy, how you doing? Cheers, everybody. I'm doing pretty good then it's been a it's been a long week then i'm glad we can get get back around the invisible fire that we have over there and <laughs> the not on the camera but i mean we just got obviously a good set up, good setup for everybody tonight then it's just been it's just been absolutely crazy talking about the college football then even going into the nfl it's just been absolutely mind-boggling just because we've seen so many teams that we thought we were going to absolutely see completely steamroll in the league that it's been an mm-hmm. absolute opposite and been a complete dumpster fire but i mean even going to the college football obviously we got that wrapped up pretty much now we just got the bowl games but i'm going to cut the chit chat josh because i know we got a lot of talking to do and I'm also trying to enjoy this nice beer here. So we've also got we've also got the man from the Corner Booth podcast himself, Jared Clem. Jared, how we doing, bro? I'm good, man. Listen, it's nice to be the co-host for this instead of being the host. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I, Josh, you hit me up at what, like four o'clock today? You're like, hey, listen, let's uh, <laughs> let's, let's start it back, back up. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, as long as I'm your sidekick and not the not the main superhero, I'm good with it. Uh, I literally, me and Ryan just got off the Corner Booth what like 20 minutes ago. I literally stopped, cooked a pound and a half of uh, kielbasa, poured a glass of Jack, <laughs> and now we're back. Uh, that's just how it rolls at Belly Up. We're just here to we're just here for the long run. So I'm excited. A lot of stuff to talk about with bro and college football right now. So yeah, and at the good. time I didn't I didn't realize that you and Ryan were both going to be busy before this, but you both decided last minute to jump on with me as we were going to go down this oh, endeavor. Much appreciated. Um, but with him him being mentioned, we also have Ryan McCarthy from No Credentials Required. Ryan, how are we doing tonight? Hey, gentlemen, doing pretty good. Josh, thanks for inviting me on and let me be a part of uh, drinks and football talk. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it is belly up after dark. So everybody, if you're joining in with us, make sure you grab your drink, uh, maybe put the kids to bed first and grab a drink, relax, and let's talk some sports. And, you know, here on belly up dark, we're not only talking sports, we're going to talk all kinds of entertainment as we keep on going down this path. For now, uh, we are always going to be live with belly up after dark every first Thursday of each month uh, here at 9, 9 p.m. Eastern time. That's 8 p.m central standard time so make sure to tune in live with us every first thursday of the month uh, and we've already got uh insert name fc kind of jumping in the chat there nice to see belly up after dark is back absolutely i'm excited I'm, I'm glad because i didn't really get to be a part of it last time i know that we had an emergency come up where uh, i wasn't able to be on the one time that i was supposed to but guys let's start off uh i guess let's go around the horn real quick because i see everybody's got a drink uh so everybody go around the horn uh, i guess ryan you kind of held yours up where are you drinking over there ryan <coughs> I've got a uh, two fingers and Macallan twelve. I got for my fortieth birthday six years ago. I've barely, barely got into it, but I figure it's a special occasion. Might as well break it out. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's a nice, nice, classy drink to have. And then Jeremy, what do you yeah. got over there? I got the. You actually introduced me to this <laughs> drink, and ever since then, I've been in love with it. Unfortunately, we cannot get it up here in the state of Iowa. It is Kremen from Boomer, Boomer Schooner. 
correct? Uh, yeah, I think it's the Boomers. Yeah, it's a. I'm trying to think of what the actual name of it is, but it's the Schooner. Sco- yeah, yeah, it's an Oklahoma it's Oklahoma Sooners beer. Yeah, it's an Oklahoma Sooners beer. We get it down in Norman. Yeah, my I got introduced to it when we went down to Norman for my first time. Then obviously Josh's millionth time. Then um, uh, he told me give this a try, and then I said okay. Never had this before. Cracked it open. Um, I thought I had a 12 pack sitting next to me. So <laughs> that it, was that was the first time I had had it that time too. So I, I had to make sure to stock up and bring it back with me. But yeah. Jared, how about you? What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I went a little OG, a little simple tonight. I uh, poured a little glass of Gentleman Jack. I've actually never, as much as I've dropped probably at least 15 to 30 bottles minimum in the last five years of J- Jack Daniels, never had Gentleman Jack. Uh, I'm very impressed so far. I'm chasing that with a little switch drift pineapple juice, which is phenomenal like as well. Got to go. make sure they uh, even keel and balance. But, dude, no, honestly, I'm not going to lie. Gentleman Jack kind of slaps for how cheap it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I can't remember. The, I know I've tried Gentleman Jack. I don't remember the last time, but uh, me, it's I'm, a I'm, weird I'm, flavor, but it's good. It's an, uh, it's, it's, it's. I'm not for how do I put it this way? To describe it, it's um, it's Tua Tongue of Iloa. You're like <laughs> you weirdly like it, but you're like, I shouldn't, but this is good. Like <laughs> that's a the mechanics falling off, great explanation. The, the injuries, everything, but like it's a good, it's visually appealing. It, it's a, it's a good quarterback. It's. It's a good whiskey. I'm not going to lie. Gentleman Jack, I'm impressed. I, I didn't think I was going to be. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm just drinking something that it's darker than any beer I, I think I it's may have ever. Dirt I, I can't see through it at all, even holding it up to the light. So it's very dark. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce the brand or anything, but it's in my beer advent calendar. Uh, and it's a it's pronounced a smoke beer. Uh, and so I don't know what that means. It's, it's almost a stout, but not quite as heavy. Um, very, very dark though. Uh, it looks but, like, a Schwar- like a Schwartz beer. That's what it looks. That's what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, very, very similar. Dark, dark lager. A lot of flavor to it too. The funny thing is, when you cracked open the can, I took a little sip of it. I don't know what made me think of it, but when I smelt it, it smelled like bacon. It's got, it definitely has a smoky flavor to it and a smell. Um, but I'm also All seeing right, cold iron in the chat. I'm also seeing Mike Berlin in the chat. Uh, and then Sports Stove, uh, we got them in the chat too. I love me a sun drop on the rocks, he says. Uh, and then What's Good Boys from Mike Berlin. Uh, glad to see everybody from Belly Up joining us here in the chat tonight too. But guys, let's get into, get into the the topics at hand. We'll start off with our NFL favorites. We're going to start off with the division favorites, and then we're going to jump into the, the Super Bowl favorites. Let's start off in the AFC East, and let's jump over, I think, with Jared first. I'm going to kick it over to you, Jared. Who's your favorite over there in the AFC East right now? Well, we got an analogy of how this division is going by watching Tyreek Hill blow by St. Juice in that uh, Commanders-Dolphins game. The Dolphins are running away with this division so badly, it's getting sad. Uh, the Buffalo Bills coach is now making 9-11 references, not even for the right side. Um, the Patriots, I think Bills are thinking about his time as Los Angeles Chargers head coach, and the Jets are too busy tanking their own quarterback. So it's it's the Dol- the Dolphins literally were handed the easiest deck of cards and said, hey, don't screw this up. So, yeah, they're walking away with this division. Yeah, I like that quite a bit. Um, let's jump over to you, Ryan, who you got right now in the AFC East. It's it's Miami's to lose. I, I, I just, Definitely. For the, for the life of me, for, I, I, it's the running theme of my show. The Bills seemingly know have have – no identity. We don't know who they are. The offense runs through Josh Allen, and they have no they, other than Josh Allen. They have really no running game. And now that the Jets, my Jets, I'm very sad about. And 
nor nor the Jets or the Patriots can find the the end zone. I mean, with the exception tonight with the Pats, Zeke, Zeke Elliott scored a touchdown. Who knew that was coming? But neither these, neither the Jets nor the Patriots can seem to find the end zone if it jumped up and bit them in the face. So this is Miami's to win. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with you. Um, Jeremy, who are you feeling right now? Are you kind of on the same board? Are you thinking Miami up up at the top? I'm going to get three for three. I mean, if you look at Miami, like you guys have both said, literally just, just throw it, just watch Tyreek Hill, just do the rest. Then the Buffalo Bills, I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan, and when we went against the Buffalo Bills, I was I was not looking forward to that that expectation but i mean looking at this division if you if you don't look at miami just running away with it outside of tyreek hill getting a nfl media intern who was his friend fired and thankfully tyreek hill was at least paying for um all the the fines and stuff but i mean miami it's just it's just sincerely their thing to lose here at this point but josh if i had to guess we're already three for three here are you going to make it four for four here I'm going to break it up a little bit. I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills only because I see the potential in what they have. I kn- we all know who the Buffalo Bills are, and I we also know who the Miami Dolphins are. They just tend to blow it uh, in, in certain key moments. And so I, I do agree with all three of you. I think the Miami obviously has the lead right now, and with what Ryan said, it is theirs to lose. But my favorite right now, I'm, I'm picking the Buffalo Bills just because I, I know the talent that they have. They're making changes to try to make things better there. Uh, and maybe that's maybe that's not a good thing right now. But I, I'm, I look at the Bills. I think they have enough talent. I believe in Josh Allen to turn things around. He's looked absolutely horrible this year. Uh, and then Stephon Diggs with all the drama there. But I, I believe in them to be able to turn things around. And of course, I guess with Vaughn Miller too, uh, kind of adding to the mixture, uh, not, not helping out at all there. But I, I believe in the Buffalo Bills and that organization enough to turn things around. So I think they end up squeezing it out. I think they end up coming away with it uh, towards the end. Um, but it's 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 tough to say anyone other than Miami right now, just because, like you guys said, it is absolutely theirs to lose. There's no way that they could they could really blow it. I'm kind of surprised uh, uh, that Ryan wouldn't have maybe picked his his Jets to go on some kind of crazy streak and enough ha- enough enough chaos to happen to put them up in the in the lead. <laughs> Like like Kylo Ren said, and the look, look look what Kylo Ren said like like Kylo Ren said in uh, what was it the uh, the Force Awakens? I, I just want to be I just want to be rid of this pain. I just, <laughs> I just want the season to be over. <laughs> I feel you, man. Ryan, do you guys did Zach did Zach Wilson get the starting QB job again for you guys, or is this still up in the air? Yep. Okay. Nope. Um, I mean, he's the, the, the rest. Of, uh, Coach Dallas said that he's the QB for the rest of the season, barring injury. How do you how do you give your opinion for Zach Wilson getting the start again? Because he was obviously the starting again. Then he got put completely to the third string, and now he gets the starting job again. What? Give me your honest opinion on. Do you think he is the guy that should be the starting quarterback for? Obviously, I know now he is going to be the quarterback for the starter for the remainder of the season. But do you, give me your honest opinion. Do you think he belongs there? By default, yes, because Tim Boyle. Was clearly not an NFL quarterback. Never was. Never should have been on that that squad in the first place. And Trevor Simeon didn't do himself any favors by not doing a good job when he got put into the game. So I, I said this on on Twitter the other day. Tim Boyle and Trevor Simeon were the numbers of two quarterbacks for the Jets that I grew up watching: Kenny O'Brien, Richard Todd. I yes, I'm that old. 
neither of them seemed neither of them deserved to wear those numbers based on how they played on Sunday alone. And you could tell uh, Trevor. I, I don't know how often Trevor Simeon gets a start. Tim Boyle. I don't know why he belonged in the squad. I think he was one of Aaron. I think it was Aaron Rodgers' backup last year in Green Bay. So he just got there because Aaron Rodgers wanted him. So, yeah. Unfortunately, by default, Zach Wilson is the quarterback of this team. Hey, well, they they picked up Brett Rippon to back him up. So yeah, you know. I think I think I agree with you too. We might see six quarterbacks on this roster again this year. So it's like, oh, here we go again. It's like the inverse (laughs) John Gruden. He collects quarterbacks. (laughs) They're all there terrible. Yeah. All right, guys, let's jump over to the AFC North. Uh, I, for me, I think this one's easy. Uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming it's probably going to just go around table. Anyone not picking the Ravens for the AFC North right now? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he wants let, to pick Ed, the let the Uncle Ed jersey behind me kind of uh, take lead you in that Other direction. Yeah, there we go. There you Other go. Way, there you go. Let Uncle Ed Miami jersey lead you in that direction. It's the Ravens. They were my Super Bowl AFC pick since day one. So yeah, how about you, Ryan? You still feeling the same? Yeah, Ravens. They're so far ahead. I don't. I don't see how they they fall fall behind. But a clean sweep. Sadly, yes. Yeah, that's what I figured. So yeah, I'm yeah. looking at AFC North. Just seems way too easy this year. I just Lamar Jackson's playing the way that Lamar Jackson should be playing. Even without Mark Andrews, their offense still keeps on continuing to 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 chive and and, and kind of go together and everything there. And then. Uh, the defense, uh, you can't really say say too much more than just looking at their defense and seeing the guys that they've got. They're, they're a great squad. But uh, let's jump over to the AFC South. Who do we got for the AFC South? Uh, Jared, I'll let you start this one off. Listen, you talked to me two weeks ago. I was like, all right, it's Jacksonville and Dougie P. Mr. Visor's division lose. But now you got Trev possibly missing this weekend. Give me the fucking Texans. Really? I had them as an eight. I had eight. I had them as an eight-win team when we did our football preview. I think Josh were on that show. Yeah. And I said, listen, they have an easy schedule. C.J. Stroud is the next Aaron Rodgers. I've been saying this since day one of the draft previews because I have this tape. And now they've got Damian Pierce back, healthy and ready to roll. Yes, the loss of Tangle is terrible, but you have the emergence of Noah Brown, and you also have. Nico Collins playing out of his mind and John Mechie. There's just, and D'Amico Ryan's has these boys believe it. Now they're not going to win anything past the first round of the playoffs, but this division easy. They, they can easily do this. I think they win this division at 11 and what is it? 11 and six or 11 and seven. Whatever the hell the rule, whatever. Seven. I, they went out. That is the, that is the crazy thing. They may end up winning out. And that's the wildest thing to me. Ryan, what yeah, about you? yeah, Ryan. What are you feeling? Are you going to jump on the the little underdog there in the in the Houston Texans? I am going to jump on the underdog, but we're going to jump on another team for the underdog, Indianapolis. I like it. They're playing strong. Shane Steichen's you, you, look. It's going to be coach of the year is going to be either Shane Steichen or D'Amico Ryan's. It's it, there's no two ways about it. I mean, you, you could argue Kyle Shanahan. You could argue John. Uh, uh, John Harbaugh, yeah, good for them. They got teams who, they, they had squads who, you know, who've been built to be winners consistently time and time again. But you got two first-year head coaches, one with a rookie quarterback who is playing out of his mind right now, and another team that is 
as, as a strong running game, has is playing with a, I guess you would say career backup because they're because their rookie was injured early in the season, and they're playing with a defense that is aggressive and they're fast and they play fast. So uh, I think the Jaguars will win the division, but it's going to be very very close because I think I think the Colts are the team. I like I like the Texans for what the reason what Jared for the reasons that Jared said. But I'm worried about a lot of the injuries that are starting to pile up for them. Um, so I, I'm hoping for a wild card for them because I like I like the Texans. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I love them a lot. But I think the Colts I think the Colts could challenge the Jaguars for that division uh, crown. Yeah, and I'm right there with both of you guys because I look at those two teams. Those are the two teams that you really have to look at and think they they've got a really good shot. Uh, and you know, with it's it's only because of Trevor going down, you just really start to question uh, how how good this team can be without him. Uh, and it's 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 tough looking at that. But kind of looking at the Houston schedule, Houston's got uh, looks like the Titans two times, and then they've got the the Browns and the Colts. Uh, so looking at that schedule, I feel like that's a schedule they can handle. Uh, other than you know, I think it comes down to the Colts, uh, and then for the Colts on the other hand, they've got the Bengals, Steelers. Uh, Falcons, Raiders, and then the Texans. So it, really both of them, I feel like, have a really good shot. I am leaning more towards the Colts right now, and I think it's going to be tough between them and the Jags, but I'm, I'm kind of leaning with, with Ryan right now. I'm picking the Colts right now as my favorite just because of how good they're, they're playing with Gardner Minshew coming in. They don't even have their rookie quarterback. They don't even have Jonathan Taylor in the game right now. The Colts just look really good, and I, I like what I'm seeing over there from Indy and Indianapolis and what they've been, they've been able to piece together here towards the back end of the season. But, yeah. Jeremy, how about you? I mean, realistically, as much as how the how Jacksonville Jags, how much the Jacksonville Jaguars have started out this season, I was realistically thinking, obviously, Jags, but now, obviously, like everyone's mentioned, what's Trevor Lawrence's situation going to be like? Is he going to be 100%? Is he going to be 50%? We don't necessarily know, just because, obviously, we haven't seen anything pop out of the news yet. Like, I was sincerely thinking, if this injury didn't happen, Jacksonville all the way. But this has really gotten to my thoughts of now that Trevor Lawrence is hurt here and... The Indianapolis Colts right on their tail here. Hell, we don't know exactly what's going to be going on here. Just because I think the Colts, they can definitely be, they can definitely be brewing something. It's like you mentioned, Josh. Without Jonathan Taylor playing, they're still producing really, really good, strong numbers in this game here. Like overall, realistically, like I said at the top of the hour, I was thinking Jacksonville is just going to completely run run away with this. But I I'm almost kind of more leaning towards a little bit of the Colts here in this situation. So who knows really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, this, this it's, it's a fun is, division. It's fun. It's a fun division. It's fun division to watch. Oh yeah, this is definitely a fun one. So I gotta ask if we're before we go off, like, what is it about the Texans that you guys have apprehensive? Because maybe Injuries. it's because I'm an Eagles fan and that I watched Gardner Minshew almost lose us the division last year with two abysmal performances in the fourth quarter against the Saints and Cowboys. Everyone forgets he played a great first three quarters against Dallas and then just airmailed about 30 passes in a row, including the game winner to A.J. Brown, and then threw the worst pick six I've ever seen to the Saints. And I look at him with a worse supporting cast in Indy. Yes, Indy's played great, but they've also played a lot of bad teams. The Texans have beaten some good rosters and would be tied for the division lead right now if it wasn't for kickers' lives not mattering. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, 
I, I, I definitely think the Texans are up there in the mix, and, and I'm not counting them out whatsoever. It's just if I have to lean one way or the other, I think it really comes down to that last game, and and that's what makes this division so much more fun is that it could come down to that last game there. I sincerely think uh, it's going to. And I don't, I'm, I'm just barely leaning Indy because of what they're doing without their star talent, uh, and I think that's what's most impressive to me is that no matter who's out, no matter who's going down, they just keep on bouncing back. Where the Texans, if you have one one thing go wrong with the Texans, I don't know if they're the same team uh, the way that the Colts can be. I mean, also we I didn't mention it, but like Derek Stingley, who's finally who was a number three pick what two years ago, was having like an All Pro level season. Yeah, true. true. Very true. And and I think they I think the Houston Texans are right up there in the mix. It's for me, it's a it's a coin flip between the two of who has the best chance. And I think, like I said, it ultimately comes down to the last game. Yeah, realistically. So judging how this the next couple of years, how the next couple off seasons go, they will be the best team in the AFC within the next three years. I, I think so, and I think they're making they the right moves right now for sure. Conference. Yeah, and that's I think it scares the shit out of Baltimore and Kansas City. It oh, really for does sure because. You, you look at them like C.J. Stroud is a year and a half to two years ahead of what he should have been, and you're going to have Tank Dell, Nico Collins, and Noah Brown, and that's just all young guys, Pierce, Singletary. And then you go on the defense, you have a bunch of young guys who are hungry with Will Anderson Singley. Dude, this Texans are dangerous, and that's what scares mm-hmm. the hell out of a lot of people in the conference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a. I don't know. I, I look at the Texans. I think I'm picking the Texans in the long run. I don't really uh, believe that the, that the Colts are putting together a winning roster or really anything pieced around anything. Uh, they, they just haven't made a good move in several years, and especially even looking at what they've they've done. You know, kind of running Jonathan Taylor away, uh, and the fact that he still hasn't been traded and couldn't find anything for him. And uh, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into that. But uh, let's jump over to the AFC West. Uh, I don't think there's much of a question on this one either. Uh, anyone picking against the Chiefs? No, but I do have something to add about the Broncos, though. And I think they have a chance to make a run. Uh, looking at their schedule, they got the Chargers this week, the Lions the following week, then they have the Patriots, the Chargers again, and the Raiders. If they win four out of those five games, I think they have a chance to win the wild card. And coming back from... Their abysmal start. What they started? What one and five? Yep. And they go on that. They go on that run where they win one, two, three, four, five in a row. And they lost. The, they lost to the Texans last week, but they didn't lose by much. It, it, it was. It came down to a, a a drive in the last minute where Russell Wilson led them down the field, threw a pick. Uh, what looked like a pretty busted play, uh, but they have an opportunity to go. To win four of the last five games and earn a wild card spot, I'm going to be intrigued to see what they do for the next five weeks this season. Yeah, and that's interesting too because I think that's a schedule that you very easily could do that if you keep on playing the way that you're playing. But I guess any, any what's up? The only loss they have there is the Lions. Yeah, they yeah. honestly went out. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I said four to five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I agree with you completely. I'm just I was listening while I was like I was trying to respond to somebody. I'm like. Oh my god! Like they actually could win four out of yeah, five. Yeah, that's that's season. really crazy to think and of. I've like been you said. shitting on the Broncos for like what three straight years now. I've been I'm 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 a big Russell Wilson hater. So I'm <laughs> Jared. I'm eating my words this year. You're not the only one that has shit on the Broncos here because literally my best friend Carson, he's a diehard Broncos fan, and I talked to him after like week three or week four. I'm like, where do you see the Broncos going after like going through the rest of the season? He, this is his honest word, an absolute shit show 
And I told him, like, you can never know. I mean, the Broncos can absolutely turn this thing around. And I, I, I'm i not trying to be God or jinx anything. Just the Broncos have absolutely come out and just mind-boggled all of us, if I had to say the least. I mean, look at Russell Wilson. Like, we're this is, this is the time that we're seeing Russell Wilson being traditional Russell Wilson. Like, I understand he's not still in, like, the full – gone scrambling ability but i mean you see russell wilson make those rollout plays to where you see a a stable play that's supposed to be like what it normally is then he's finally getting out there and rushing not rushing but scrambling a little bit and he's actually connecting like jerry judy or anybody out there in denver on the white house for the denver broncos i mean they're absolutely making i wouldn't say a, a complete mockery of how their beginning half of the season are but realistically they're making the they're making a lot of people actually like think shit, we should actually just hold we should just slow our roll here a little bit about the Denver Broncos. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, let's not completely pump the brakes here. They're still a flawed team, but they oh, are yeah. playing a lot better than they were before. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, think of it this way. They 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 trade Brendan Chubb last year. They released Randy Gregory with their two edge rushers and you think oh my god there goes there goes the season mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they go on a five game run after they release randy gregory and look where they are now they're on the cusp of, the, of a of a wild card spot and they have a very good chance to be i mean they're about the jackets steelers holy crap they're down tw- steelers down 21 through right now yeah wow. oh, really I, I haven't even checked the score i did sit in the corner booth ryan was witness i said over two and a half touchdowns for the for this game Apparently Bailey Zappi heard me, so we're rolling. Wow! Yeah, that's crazy. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's another it, it, it's another division that's interesting, I guess, just because of you know what you brought up, uh, Ryan, is is how the Broncos could kind of make an almost historic comeback from their season. You know, looking at how they started to how they end. But let's jump over to the NFC. We've got the NFC East. Uh, you know. Looking at you, Jared, I think I know who you're going to pick. Um, but it is starting to shake up a little bit closer than what we might have expected maybe a couple weeks ago. Uh, are you still sticking with your Eagles in the NFC East? So, unfortunately, the Eagles got screwed with their timing of their games, not the opponents, the timing. Yeah, definitely. Three games 100%. in 13 days, absolutely horrible. I wouldn't wish that on any team. To the fact that they won two out of three is awesome. Um Nothing is more dangerous to the NFL than a pissed-off Jalen Hurts. Uh, I think we talked about this on the show earlier. It is going to be close in Dallas that Dak is electric. He's having an MVP year, and he's not going to be the reason Dallas loses. I think the reason Dallas loses is Deron Bland has been exposed for what he is as an opportunistic corner. He's a poor man's Trayvon Diggs, and A.J. and Devontae Smith and Julio Quez – the return of Dallas Goddard after they tried to break his forearm. I think Dallas will be a force as a wild card team. But I think the biggest problem is that Philadelphia is pissed. And that's that's the biggest problem. If Philadelphia had sneakily won or even lost by a field goal, it wouldn't be a problem. But they got whooped. Like, it was bad. Like, I shut the game off at halfway through the fourth quarter. I haven't shot off an Eagles game early in almost a decade. And the fact that this was that bad. Oh, no, 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 that's a lie. Eagles, uh, Eagles Cowboys won at football two years ago when Trayvon Diggs had his signature pick six. Anyway, um, a pissed off Eagles team is dangerous. And the fact is they get Dallas as their rebound game. This game is going to be ugly, sloppy, penalty ridden, and 
I think it's going to come down to which quarterbacks makes the least mistakes. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I trust Jalen in that department, history-wise, over Dak. This season, Dak's yeah. been better, but he has. Listen, Shaquille Leonard is going to make a difference in this defense, leadership and schematics-wise. He gives them a whole new set of plays in that defense. Sean Desai can have his guys actually drop and play real coverage instead of shielding the linebackers. I think the Philadelphia Eagles win. This is the division right here. This game is the division. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The Eagles I, I think after it's... this play, Geno and then the Giants. And yeah. they're about to chop up Tommy Cutlets. Yeah, I mean it's it's coming it's coming down to it for for the Eagles too. And you, you really have to close out this season really strong. Uh, and and it, I, I also think you look at their schedule, they've had one of the toughest schedules in the, all of the league, and they've put together wins in that tough schedule. Uh, so looking at what they've been able to fight through, I, I really like what the Eagles are doing. Uh, Jeremy, are, are you liking the Eagles over there in the N- NFC East as well? Yeah, I'm, I'm liking the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, if you got a quarterback that can squat 600 freaking pounds <laughs> on there and you have him at your, at your QB position, I would be absolutely horrified of the Philadelphia Eagles. But I will also agree with going on to the Dallas Cowboys. The only thing outside of what you said that will defeat the Dallas Cowboys if if Stephen A. Smith gets in the Dallas Cowboys head. That's about all I can really say. Um, I mean, I, I will have to sincerely admit, if the Dallas Cowboys is, that's the first thing I look up on social media is what's, uh, what's Stephen A. Smith always has to say. And we always know it's going to be... <laughs> Dude, that I'm not going to lie. That always listen, gets me rolling. I'll come on belly up. Listen, if, if the Eagles end up winning, I will come on belly up, and, uh, belly up after dark next week or next month with a honking cigar cowboy hat on and just ready to fucking rip them. <laughs> I'll do it. I don't give a fuck. Like that's a normal th- Saturday night for me. So I'm one of the few uh, guys in Connecticut who wears cowboy boots for comfort. So I will happily do that. And I smoke cigars like a freaking fiend. Just ask all of our summer shows. I'm always out smoking one. So I will literally record the show outside in 30 degree weather, smoking a cigar and a cowboy hat. I will do it. There you go. I want you smoking smoking your cigar inside. That that's that's gonna, that's no. gonna show that Listen, you're a true, true cowboy. I move out in two months. Why would I screw up my like everything I'm getting out of here? Okay. Like <laughs> I'm not trying to kill myself leaving. But Ryan, how are you feeling over there in the NFC East? Anybody gonna upset the Eagles? Giants. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna say the commanders. <laughs> Rain just reset a little bit. The command, the command skins. That's like I call them the command skins, just based on their lives. So I'm looking at the schedules. Dallas has a tougher of the two schedules. So they're playing the Eagles on Sunday, but then they then they're at the Bills, at the Dolphins, home against the Lions, and then at the Commanders to command skins to wrap things up. <laughs> Good luck. Philly, Philly has Cowboys on Sunday. Then they're at Seattle, and the last three games are. Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Judging from the schedule, unless the Philadelphia offense completely collapses into the uh, into the Atlantic Ocean, which I don't see doing, uh, I think this game is going to be a good get-right game for them, um, although I see Dallas winning it. But based on the schedules I'm seeing, I think Philadelphia has a, has the – has a better opportunity to win that division just based on the last three games of their schedule. Dallas has a tougher schedule. Philly does not. They got, they got the Giants bookending games with the Cardinals sandwich in between. And 
I don't see them losing out from that particular end of the schedule. I think the, I think Philadelphia wins the wins the division, and Dallas will have a wild card spot because I, I I said I, this is a running thing on my show. Like the Cowboys have not impressed me. They have beaten what two teams with an over five hundred record, and one of those teams was one and zero at the in week two. Against my Jets. <laughs> They're not built. They're not built to go to. They're not built to go to the championship, the division, the, the conference championship, mm-hmm. or the Super Bowl. They're built to go to the wild card and the divisional round, and then that's it. They flat. Ryan, what was the one thing I said during this when we were talking about this game in the corner with pregame? I said the one thing Dallas lacks, and this is the thing they're going to regret, is they lost their power running game. It is what made them so deadly on offense because they could control clock. I don't fear Tony Pollard. Just look at fantasy stats. We're all in the belly of fantasy league. We know what he does. It's jack shit. They have they're using all all the running backs are about the size of Josh or smaller. And the thing is, you can't control clock with speed running backs. It's it's a fact of football. Physicality in the fourth quarter is what seals games. And with Dallas, the biggest thing as an Eagles fan I feared was Zeke Elliott. Zeke controlled clock. Zeke got yardage. Zeke broke tackles and wore down our defense. With Tony Pollard, I mean, yeah, I'm worried about him breaking a 60-yarder, but if somebody wraps him up on the backfield, he's more likely to fumble than break one. So with Dallas, you took their best part of their offense was their power, was their power right? Yes, CD is incredible. He has earned that top 10 receiver moniker. But besides him? You're really going to tell me Dollar Store Dalton Schultz, a.k.a. Jake Ferguson, is really a a tight end I should fear, or Michael Gallup, who's Dollar Store Quez Watkins, or, you know, uh, listen, the ghost formerly known as Brandon Cooks. Like, listen, Dak is playing great with average weapons against mediocre opponents. Jesus, he basically plays quarterback for the University of Ohio State. Um, That being said, uh, sorry, college jokes aside, (laughs) It's it it really it, next couple of weeks gonna really show what Dallas is uh Dallas's brew is made of like they like, let's see if they really actually got it because they they're going into what Philadelphia just got out of yeah yeah I mean I guess we're kind of handing the torch off this Sunday. Yeah, I mean, and looking at the two, I mean, I, I, I'm going to make it a clean sweep. I think I already kind of made it clear. I'm I'm right there with everybody. I think the Eagles have it. I mean, looking at it, it's just. It's tough to, to bet against them. And like you said, too, you and I talk about this all the time whenever we get together, like talking about Jalen Hurts and, you know, a pissed off Jalen Hurts is not something you want to mess with. So I, I like I like the Eagles quite a bit. But let's go over to the NFC North. Um, I, I'll, I'll start off with mine. I'm, I'm going to say the Lions just because I think they've got the lead and it's theirs to lose, much like what we were talking about with the Miami Dolphins. But how about the Packers right now? Because they're on a roll and they're they're looking really good. And, and looking at their schedule, their schedule is the only reason why I would even consider them. I think the Lions went out, and the Lions are my pick to win uh, you know, the, in their division. But looking at the North right now with the Packers, they've got the Bucks, then the Panthers, Vikings, and the Bears. That's who's left on their schedule. I, I like that schedule for them a lot, and so I think they can finish with a really good look to the end of their season. I, I, I think... I'm sorry, I forgot to throw in the Giants in there as well. So, I mean, I honestly feel like you win four of those five games and you're looking at a really good spot right now. 
I don't think they go anywhere in the playoffs. But with that being said, I'm going to pick the Lions uh, to win the NFC North, but I think the Packers are a team to, to take a look at. But, uh, Ryan, let's kick it over to you. Who are you taking in the NFC North? I'm taking the Lions. Uh, only because... But I, I see your point about the about the Packers being basically right behind them. And I've a few months ago, I, I would have said Detroit is definitely a contender to win the not only the division, but also the NFC, period, period. They look, they look that good. But over the past four weeks, I see them having a pattern of playing down to their opponents. They nearly lost to the Bears at home. They laid an egg against the Packers on Thanksgiving Day. They blew a 21-point lead against the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints of all teams. And now the rest of their schedule is at the Bears, which I think they could possibly lose that game. Then they host the Broncos. Then they have a sandwich. They have a Viking sandwich with the Cowboys in between. They're at the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. But that schedule for Green Bay definitely favors them. If Detroit happens to lose two, maybe three of those games in those in those remaining five weeks, the Packers could, could catch up to them. I think Detroit still wins the division, but it's going to be by the skin of their teeth. Even, and, and they had such a comfortable lead a month ago, and yeah. now it's looking like it could collapse very quickly. Yeah, it's, it's just crazy to see a team that's so far behind with such a great shot to, to – to you know, take over uh, and you know, how, how terrible for the entire division is that if everyone's cheering that Aaron Rodgers is finally gone and then they make the miracle comeback and still win the division, <laughs> that yeah, would just yeah. be absolutely insane. Oh, but uh, Jeremy, what are you feeling right now with the NFC North? I mean, realistically, like obviously we were talking about the Detroit lions. I mean, they've been playing great, but I want to just throw this out there. I mean, think about what, Dobbs. I'm gonna throw the I'm gonna throw the Minnesota Vikings here in the picture with what Aaron Dobbs has done since transferring from the Falcons to the Vikings, then having probably the time of his life here and beating his former team the week getting traded. I mean, don't get me wrong, Aaron Dobbs. This is something for the Minnesota Vikings that Josh Dobbs, Josh Dobbs, Josh Saint Aaron Dobbs, but um, Aaron Rodgers. It was yeah, Cardinal <laughs> shit. Um, and he like, had a trade from the Cardinals. Yeah, no kidding. But um, like realistically <laughs> thinking here, think about it. He went there and beat them. That was that was probably a really good homecoming for him. And now thinking about it, this is something Minnesota Vikings fans have actually wanted to see because this is a quarterback that that can actually move. Like, we haven't seen Minnesota been able to be mobile at the quarterback position because, like, we, we've obviously seen Kirk Cousins. He's just like a – he's just like the statue of just standing there. And I think if Aaron – I mean, if Dobbs keeps doing the way that he does, I mean, you can't sleep on the – I don't know what their schedule looks like. Don't get me wrong. But also, like you guys have mentioned with the Green Bay Packers and getting this spurt – I mean, this late spree going – on this train here, it, it, I don't. I don't necessarily want to say it's up in the air, but I mean, realistically, like I said, I'm still sticking to Detroit that they're going to win out here. Yeah. But 
between these two teams right below them, I mean, don't get me wrong, the Minnesota Vikings are six and six, and so are obviously the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, they, they have just as much of a chance and they do have exactly. a, they do have a chance to take out the Lions twice now. Yeah. Um, because they have the Lions twice and they also have a chance to take out the Packers. Yeah. Uh, and then they've got the Bengals and Raiders outside of that. So yeah, I mean it's it's definitely up up in the air there. I mean you that's that's know. that's a, 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 a that would be another crazy possibility. No shit. But Jared, who are you picking there for the North? As much as I want to start cranking Creed right now, um, I got it with the Lions. <laughs> and here's the biggest problem that everyone's ignoring is that the Lions are easily the scrappiest team out of everybody. I mean, listen, the, the Packers played a great game against Kansas City. But then Kansas City is known for playing down to their competition, just like uh, Detroit. What gives Detroit the edge is they have the best quarterback in this division by a country mile. Now that Kirk Cousins is out, right? Mm-hmm. They have the best receiving core. They have the I, – I would say I'd give them the best running back core right now. I mean, Aaron Jones is never healthy. So you, you give me Montgomery and, who's playing out of his mind and Jameer Gibbs, I take that. And then you have the best tight end in the division in Sam Laporta, who, by the way, if you haven't drafted him in fantasy, what the hell are you doing? Uh, three leagues I own him, by the way. <laughs> um, listen, you tell me a tight end gets drafted by Motor City Dan Campbell, this kid's going to be a star. That being said, um, yeah, the, the problem is the Lions have just so much ammunition and gas behind them. That's true, yeah. Yeah, That's I, the, the basic. Everyone's ignoring the fact that certain teams like may go through rough patches. And mm-hmm. I, I noticed this, we get to this point of the season every year. Josh, I think you were on my show last year. We talked about this. There's a couple of teams that were kind of in between that were kind of falling off. And we talked about it. there's something about like having gas in the tank and a storyline. And one of those, two of those teams are Philadelphia and Detroit. Detroit is the redemption story, right? They haven't been this good of a team since the 60s. Philadelphia's is the revenge tour. You can talk about all these upcoming teams you want. Not everyone's the 2011 New York Giants, okay? Not everyone's going to come out of nowhere at eight, nine, and seven and make the playoffs and win a Super Bowl. 80% of the time, these teams fall short. That being said, I think that the Vikings are more deadly to me than the Packers. I think everyone's overlooking this game a lot. I think there's a lot of teams that are going to be like the next five weeks can be interesting because you're going to have a lot of teams like the Broncos, Packers, Chargers, who are kind of kind of you're going to see who's really a real team and who yeah, just had a couple sure. lucky. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, and I think it's a I think it's a clean sweep overall. I think all of us are assuming that the Lions finish off with a better record and end up winning that division. But let's make these last two a little quicker. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot to say on the NFC South. I think the Whole division is garbage. I'm going to pick the Bucks uh, for the NFC South. Uh, Jeremy, who do you got in the NFC South? Baker Mayfield, baby. Let's yeah. go with the Bucks. All righty. Uh, Jared, who, who are you taking there? Jared? Me? I'm taking Baker Mayfield. Yeah. My division pick for the start was the Bucks. So Shake I'm and bake. It. Yeah, he's Shake and bake. And the thing is, too, is he's performing well, but not good, not great. And you know, I wouldn't even put him up good. He's just He's he's filling the role that, that they need right now, mm-hmm. and the whole team just isn't isn't looking as great as what I think some w- would have expected in that division. Um, but Ryan, how about you? I'm going to be the contrarian here. I'm going to go with the Falcons. Shout out to okay. Stacey Morgan. Um, okay. Easier schedule. That's right. Easier schedule. 
Uh, they got after the Buccaneers this week at home against the Buccaneers, who they already beat during the season. Yeah. They're at the Panthers, home against the Colts, at the Bears, at the Saints to finish up the season. So I'm basing off their schedule, but I, I think if the if Atlanta has the Queens clean sweep and then they win three of the next next four games, they win a division. Yeah, that that's a division that I'm not putting any money on because I don't have faith in any of those teams to, to win out. Yeah. My faith is in who's the best quarterback in the division. And strangely enough, it's Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I mean, it really is. I mean, I think that's I think that's very – I think it's a simple pick, too. I think Derek Carr's up there, but he's just I, – I don't think he's – I don't know. I, I never saw it with Derek Carr. He, and, and he's, he's a Baker. He's a he's a Baker, all right, but he makes turnovers. Yeah. So yeah, it's not great. Well, I mean, also his back is in like what forty five pieces at this point. The poor guy just can't catch a break. No. He goes from one battle line to another. He he yeah. literally falls in his brother's footsteps in his CTE of taking Mariota over Hurts. But that's a whole. <laughs> Man, yeah. But let's go over the NFC West. Uh, I'll start us off with that one, San Fran. I don't think it's too hard to pick that one um ryan what are you feeling yeah niners game of the year i think it's gonna be a christmas night niners and ravens yeah that'll that'll be a really fun one that'll be really niners it could be you're picking niners too jared Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, you came out. I just watched them whoop my team last week (laughs) i I gotta pick the niners shit like no arizona cardinals (laughs) (laughs) jeremy you've Clean sweep, Mister Irrelevant. Who kiss my ass? Yeah, we're all sticking with with we're all sticking with the 49ers. Yep, we're going 49ers all I across the board. The hype there. train is a little overhyped on a fatigued Eagles team taking on a pissed off Niners team, but I still think they are the best team in the NFC in the regular season. Let's see how they perform when it actually counts. Right. Yeah, yeah, when it actually counts, that's that's really what it all comes down part. to. So uh, let's go to Super Bowl favorites. Uh, now that we've gone through the divisions, who do we have as our Super Bowl favorites here? Uh, Ryan, let's start off with you on this one. All right. From the AFC, I got the Ravens and Chiefs. From the NFC, I got Niners, Eagles, and Cowboys, but only if they beat the Eagles on Sunday. I got gotcha. you. All right. Uh, and then who do you have winning it to go to the Super Bowl? Uh, I've got Ravens and well, early in this, before the season began, I, I, I thought it was going to be Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl, but now I'm looking at their, the teams, uh, the Ravens, how they're doing. I'm going with Ravens and Eagles. I like that pick. I mean, looking at the, the Ravens right now, too, it's going to be tough to beat them. Uh, let's go over to you, Jared. Who you got for your Super Bowl teams? Um, I'm very similar to McCarthy. My, my, I have four teams. It's, it's Eagles and Niners and Ravens and Chiefs. Um, I think the problem is the Dolphins are too just too soft to beat any real team in the playoffs and the Cowboys, I feel like will Cowboy their way out of this. Um, it really, I think it's going to be Eagles and it's going to be Ravens. You caught Philly on a bad night. Congrats, San Francisco. It's not going to happen again. Uh, with Baltimore, this is Lamar's day. Yeah. I think the addition of Zay flowers is incredibly undertaken. Uh, Odell also, even if it's just his presence in the locker room as a reliable receiver, it's incredible how they're playing right now. One of these two teams is actually getting Zach Ertz, allegedly. So the best part about this is I think Baltimore, they just they find ways to win ball games and they do it ugly. And that Baltimore defense just beats the piss out of teams. Uh, also, you just talk about the fact Kendry Miller is just a fun running back to watch. But or not Kendrick Miller. Who the um 
their running back in Baltimore, whose name escapes me. But yes, the fast little one who is like lighting teams up. <laughs> but, Jeremy, let's roll it over to you. Who do you got for your Super Bowl favorites? I mean, my Super Bowl prediction is, is I have the I have the Ravens and the Dolphins, and for the NFC, I have the I have the Forty ers and the Eagles. And then looking into the uh, the Super Bowl prediction, I'm actually going to throw a curveball. I have the I have the 49ers and the Ravens here in this situation. Okay, yeah. Because I I was thinking about like what you guys have said. We get down to crunch time, and what can these what can these Super Bowl teams or not Super Bowl teams? What can these teams do in clutch situations? And I think Mister Irrelevant is finally going to get his purpose here. And I think the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Josh, what about you? What do you have for your Super Bowl predictions. I, I we made our predictions on our show early in the season, before the season started, in the preseason, and uh, I think it's all playing out exactly how I figured it would. I just I have a hard time going away from that prediction, and that is Chiefs Eagles rematch from last year. Uh, and I think this year the Eagles have the upper hand. I, you saw that in the first matchup that we saw this this past year and this in this season. So uh, I'm, I'm sticking with that. Although the 49ers are scary, what what we saw them do, and I I do agree with you, Jared. I think they you know they caught the Eagles on you know a down night. I do think the 49ers are scary. That that defense, they're just a star-studded team, and I don't. I, hats off to their their management too because they have put together the. The dream team, almost. I mean, it is. There's not. There's not a whole lot that you really need to add there. I don't think you really need to add anything. You've got a Super Bowl team there, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna lean towards the Eagles. I'm gonna pick the the Chiefs and the Eagles to meet up again. Uh, it's just I. I have a hard time betting against Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey over there, and that offense I think is starting to find their feet uh, and they're starting to find their rhythm a little more, but the their defense is really what's holding them together and and. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to stick with the Chiefs. Yeah, Ryan. By the Are way, you secretly um, saying that you're Swifty and you just want to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? I was hoping you wouldn't catch on to me, Ryan, but thanks for throwing it out there. I want to take off my sweatshirt and show off my Taylor Swift gear. Get the wig. Drop the disco Real ball. Swift is DeAndre, but that's a whole other story. If Taylor Swift shows up to the Super Bowl, I'm, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Hey. But no, I'm just kidding. Well, if, they, if the Chiefs make it the Super Bowl, they need to have Taylor Swift do the halftime show. Yeah, they should. Uh, that would drop be a who lot they have more now fun. and just have Taylor Swift. Do it. <laughs> I think it's Neo. Yeah, Is just it? go ahead and drop him yeah. now. Who that's gives a shit? Yeah. Oh, by the way, I would rather um, Taylor Keaton Swift. Mitchell, it's Keaton Mitchell, by the way. It I should be Creed Keaton Mitchell for being <laughs> yes. an awesome running back this Let year it be and a great flex option. Um, by the way, by the way. Taylor Swift, born and raised Eagles fan, so that should let you know something right there. <laughs> that yeah, I mean that's true. Uh, that's it's been a proven commodity too. But um, before we get into MVP candidates, uh, I do want to let everybody know because uh, we can take a little break. Uh, to that, this episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. We want to take a, a moment just to thank our friends over at SeatGeek. If you're a fan of live events, whether it's football like we're talking right now, right now, any kind of sport really, uh, or if it's music or theater, you know how challenging it can be to find the right tickets and the right price on those tickets. That's where SeatGeek comes into play with a seamless experience. SeatGeek allows you to buy and sell tickets in just two taps. It doesn't get any simpler than that, guys. So, and, you know, not only that, but it even gets better because SeatGeek has also made it very simple and they've made a, an amazing color system, a color coding system from red to green. 
I've got red, yellow, and green to show you how great of a deal you're getting on the tickets that you're looking at. And so you look at the entire map on the SeatGeek app or at SeatGeek.com, and you can check out all the amazing deals that they've got for you. Uh, and plus, every purchase is fully guaranteed, so it gives you a complete peace of mind when you're picking up your tickets that they're going to be verified and that they are actually going to work when you go to scan them in. Now, we love SeatGeek so much that we've teamed up with them here at Belly Up uh, that we have given you guys an amazing offer because you can use code BELLYUPSPORTS. That's B-E-L-L-Y-U-P-S-P-O-R-T-S. Just spell up, spell out Belly Up Sports. That's so much easier uh, than me trying to spell it to you in person. So Belly Up Sports, that'll get you $20 off your next ticket purchase. Go check it out at SeatGeek.com or download the SeatGeek app today. It's an amazing way to find your tickets. SeatGeek is the way to go. But guys, let's get into our NFL MVP candidates. Uh, right now, I looked up the odds. Right now, we're sitting at Brock Purdy plus 300, Jalen Hurts plus 350, Dak Prescott plus 350, Tua at plus 700, Lamar at plus 900, Pat Mahomes at plus 900. I'm not sure how he's still this high up. Tyreek at plus 1600, wow. and Christian McCaffrey at plus 1600 as well, which is kind of shocking to me that Christian McCaffrey would be that low based on the, the kind of season that he's put together. Um, but who are our MVP picks right now? If, if you don't want to da- narrow it down to one, uh, maybe if you want to narrow it down to two. Uh, Jared, let's start off with you, man. Who do you got for your MVP picks right now? I wouldn't touch Brock Purdy right now only because it's still running off the hype of the Eagles win last week. And to be fair, Ryan, I'm to be fair, there it is. All right. Um, he also, all of his touchdowns were thrown either against safeties or backup linebackers last week. Let's pump the brakes on Brock for MVP. He's had a great season. Don't get me started. I think if we're going to go off quarterback stats alone, Dak Prescott deserves the award. I think the most valuable player on that Niners team is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, That man is a touchdown machine. He's an instant five yards of carry. The problem is is it is a quarterback award. Uh, So Dakota Prescott is kind of my lean for this. Because he's played out of his goddamn mind since day one. I'm picking a Cowboys player would never be. I would love for Jalen to win. I would love for Pat to win. Lamar. It's it's going to be Dak. Unless Dak falls off a cliff the next five weeks. Because uh, here's the thing. The, the Brock hype was only because he beat Philly and he threw four touchdowns. But 80% of those were run after catch throws. It was looking like a college game. Like, it was a college route. It got bad. It was just a bad read. Do not put that much stock in this game. I put stock in Dak having arena football league numbers. And that's what I would vote for. He's not going to win a Super Bowl. He's probably not going to win more than one, like, even a playoff game. He might win one, but he's going to get run to a buzzsaw, either that be Philadelphia or San Fran in the next round. But he's still going to – you know what? Dak has played his ass off this year. Unfortunately, his team ain't to the competition he is. So, Dak, congratulations. You've earned an MVP this year. Yeah, I, I like I like that pick from an Eagles fan too, just showing how you're willing to put that bias Dude, I aside. I blown away by how he played against us a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, he, he, really has, he really has played a lot better. I think he probably stands a, a chance for most likely to get it. Um, but Jeremy, who are who are you standing there with? Uh, who do you think you're going to pick for the MVP favorite? I mean, I want to throw this name out there. I was, I know I'm probably going to get a lot of backlash about this, but you will. Oh, I know you especially. I know I'll get a <laughs> shit ton of backlash. I don't know who you're going towards, but 
Are you? I'm surprised that. I mean, you didn't list his name off. Lamar Jackson? Uh, yeah, I threw him in there. He's you at did? plus 900. Oh, I, I didn't hear you. I'm, yeah, plus 900. I was far off in the space. But I mean, um, realistically, I wouldn't be surprised with Lear how, like, see how he keeps progressing towards the end of the season here. Like, if he keeps performing the way that he has been, like, I know we've obviously seen, um, we've seen Lamar Jackson have his injury problems, and it's just been a reoccurring situation to where we've seen Lamar Jackson just get an injury problem, and then all of a sudden, the moments where he doesn't play, it shit hits the fan. And then the time that he does play, it is in those situations to where he's getting good. However, he doesn't have Andrews here in this situation. I don't know how long, he, or, or is he going to be done for the year? Or I think is he's he, done for the year done based on what he had. Okay. Um, in this situation, because I was kind of surprised, like I'm not trying to be biased, but Patrick Mahomes was up there, but he was higher up there. That was kind of surprising to me a little bit. But That's just in Vegas. I mean, odds ob- too, yeah, so. it's obviously just for Vegas reason. But hell, they already take enough of our money. So I mean, what does Vegas know? But I mean, in this situation, like, I'm I honestly kind of want to go a little bit with Lamar Jackson here. The situation, I like just, the pick. Just, I mean, he's 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 got a team that's performing better. Exactly. Uh, so maybe his stats don't show what what Dak Prescott does. Bless you. Yeah. Um. But but yeah. I mean, it's he's got a team that's performing. Yeah. But I mean, that's coming from a Bengals fan too. And I absolutely like can't stand Baltimore. But with how they're playing this year, I mean. So we got we got two guys picking against their team for their their MVP favorite. Joe I like Burrow's this. Done, so I like this. Who knows? It doesn't, it doesn't get your yeah. ring. Nobody yeah, cares you know what? Well, but you know what? You know, I'm 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 giving it to belly up. You know, we're we're choosing against our teams. You know, that's pretty tough to do. So I like yeah. that, guys. I like that. Listen, but Ryan, give, it's not their fault. Their teams are run by morons. It's not their fault. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Ryan, how how are you feeling about the MVP race? Who's your favorite to win the MVP? Zach Wilson, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it, folks. Good night. <laughs> and good night. Uh, I'm actually kind of shocked that Christian McCaffrey's odds are the way that they that that they're that high at the, the season that he's having. He's what top four or five in rushing right now. He's got total touchdowns. He's got 17 total touchdowns, 12 rushing touchdowns, five receiving touchdowns. I'm shocked that he his odds are that low that being said though uh i think my top nbv candidate and i hate to and i hate to say this because he's the the dolphins tyreek hill really i, I put wow. him in consideration for mvp like just because of the season he's having he could be the first he could be the first wide receiver he said before the season i'm gonna be the first wide receiver to break the 2000 yard mark and he's on his way to do that and for a guy who could do that, who could achieve that mark, be the first one to do that, I, I got to give him the MVP award for that. So, you know, granted, he doesn't suffer a catastrophic injury over the next five weeks, and I hope he doesn't. You know, I want to see history made. I, I think Terry Kill gets the MVP in my mind. Yeah, I, I like that pick too, and kind of going. A, a, you know, a little off script of what, what all of us have picked too. But I, I'm kind of right there with you. I, I'm looking at Christian McCaffrey. I like those plus sixteen hundred odds, uh, yeah. and I'll, I'll take those. I mean, just because I think his team, when you when you talk about a guy who's putting up the stats and showing the individual, uh, you know, it's, it's an individual award. So showing the individual capability to perform, 
I do agree with Jared. It's an, it's a quarterback award. It just is, and so it's going to be really hard for him to win it. That's why I have a hard I have a hard time picking Tyreek. Although I'm kind of right there with you. I like the underdog pick with Tyreek, uh, and he's sitting there at plus sixteen hundred as well. But I think a running back has more of a chance than a wide receiver, just because the running back does play a little bit more of an integral part than a wide receiver because you've got one running back for the most part of course you have uh you know a third down back or whatever the case may be as well but for the most part you have your your one main back that you're going to and so i think that leans a a little more in the running back's favor uh in in order to get that award it's going to be tough to beat any of the quarterbacks i think if if you take uh, you know we've got brock purdy jalen hurts Dak prescott to to a tag of iloa lamar jackson and patrick mahomes all listed up there above these two guys um, but Christian McCaffrey is my favorite to pick it. If I if I'm the one choosing the award, I pick Christian McCaffrey. My prediction is probably along the lines of Dak Prescott if he can keep it up. Um, but I, I'm cheering on uh, Christian McCaffrey. I've liked him since his Stanford days and seeing what he was able to do. Uh, he's he's an amazing player, and now he's just he's just adding on to what he's been able to do. Him adding on him being added to the San Francisco 49ers was absolutely amazing but it's going to be a fun a fun race i think we're going to have a close one between uh you know dak and jalen i think that's going to be a close race there and then of course everyone else filling in around him i think it's gonna is going to kind of play into it and i I think brock has a very good chance if they keep on winning just because people are going to see the wins add up for him rise up corn crops in iowa (laughs) yeah but yeah i I mean i i I think brock purdy's another guy too that's very easy to root for uh, especially with the underdog story, but I guess Definitely. any you guys have anything else on the M- MVP candidates? I mean, it's, it's. I think we can't cover everything. I think it really is going to come down to if Dak. Dak is, I think, the leader in the clubhouse. Everyone wants to ignore it because he's a Cowboys quarterback. I agree. Statistically, man, and also on tape, holy shit, he's just out of this world this year. Night and day difference. And I watch more film than I want to admit sometimes. And every time I watch Dakota Prescott, man, every time I look at him, I'm Rain Dakota Prescott, he's dropping bombs on teams. And it's yeah. just, mm-hmm. I mean, listen, everyone's giving CD Lamb all this top 10 receiver credit. It's not CD, it's Dak. He's yeah. throwing CD open. And it's I think, I think CD, I mean, you watch how CD runs his routes and. I, I'm I'm putting I'm putting the talent to CD. Uh, I think he I think he get Dak has been playing extremely well though. I'm not disagreeing with you, but CD uh, is a is absolutely Oklahoma a bias there, Josh. It's 100 percent uh, Oklahoma <laughs> bias, but yeah, but you can you can watch the film. Watch him if you just watch just CD and how he runs his routes. The dude is one of the shiftiest current players right now. I'd put him. Uh, I think Stephon Diggs is another one that Stephon Diggs looks like he's dancing the way he runs routes. What about Jamar uh, so, Chase? I think Jamar Chase is just really speedy. And my uh, and boy, he just Slim makes Reaper. Such fast cuts. Yeah, another one. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think there's a lot of a lot of a lot of wide receivers to throw up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, CD's definitely. I would say CD might be like a top five route but runner. I'm not going to say top five. He's been doing this for three years. Dak's yeah. incredible run is this year. So Dak yeah. is the yeah. change. Yeah. That's why they're so good. Third time since. Oh Charlie. yeah, absolutely, and I think CD's numbers are increased because Dak's doing better. That's where I do agree with you. But let's let's jump over to the MVP of college football. Uh, this is probably all we're going to get to in college football tonight, uh, just because we 
we had a lot to talk about, guys. Um, but we're going to touch on college football. We've got the Heisman, uh, the Heisman ceremony coming up. Uh, we've got four guys that it comes down to. We've got Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels, and Marvin Harrison Jr. Four guys, outstanding year for all four of them, and by far the front runners. I don't think, I don't think these candidates were, uh, you know, bad picks. I don't think you can you can swap any four of these guys out. For, for their trip to New York. I think they all deserve it. I wish Jordan Travis could have gotten his trip to New York. I know he didn't get to finish out his year, um, but you know my, my heart's out for the guy. I hate to see him, any any kind of QB or any kind of player with his talent go down to an injury. Okay. Uh, you know That's not within your within your control. But with these four guys, you've got Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels, and Marvin Harrison Jr. Who are you guys' pick for Heisman winner this season? Uh, because I think you've got four guys that's really tough to, to pick between, but who is your ultimate winner? Uh, Jeremy, we'll start off with you because I know we've talked a lot about these Heisman candidates. I mean, real. I'm not saying this to be biased. <clears throat> Bo who? Bo what? Bo freaking Heisman, baby. I mean, Bo Nix, he's absolutely been tearing up Oregon. And, I mean... Just the way that I've watched Bo Nix play this year, sincerely, it's just seemed like he's just been on a whole new level here, in my opinion. Like, take it for granted when they went against Washington, they weren't able to they weren't able to get the W out of the situation. But like Bo Nix in this situation, he has put up stupid, unbelievable numbers. Shit, I mean, it seemed like I said this the lot. I can't remember if it was last episode or a couple episodes ago. A couple episodes ago, that it seems like he puts up over 300 plus yards per game is what it sincerely feels like here. In this situation, I sincerely think Bo Heisman is truly going to shine. I'm really sad he didn't stick the Heisman pose here, but I mean, at the end of the day, Bo Heisman, baby. Josh, what do you got to say? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the pick. Uh, I just it's it's hard for me to pick against the the man that beat him twice. Oh, um, but you know, so I, I'll throw mine out there. I'm picking Michael Penix Jr., the lefty out of Washington, transferred from Indiana, injury prone, goes with his his coach Kalen DeBoer, goes to Washington, has an outstanding first year there. Now he comes back this year. And, and he's put him, his team in a position to win a national championship now, undefeated, 13-0, outstanding couple of seasons from Washington under Kalen DeBoer uh, and seeing what he's been able to put up. I think he's put up similar, not as good as Bo, Bo Nix. Uh, you know, he's, he's put similar stats to Bo Nix. Uh, I think it really comes down to Michael Penix Jr. and Jaden Daniels when you really think about this award and who's going to be the favorite. Uh, and I think... Ultimately, I just have a gut feeling like they're going to pick Jaden Daniels, and I don't think he deserves it because his team is not a winning team. They're not, not to say they're not a winning team, but they're not winners when it comes to championships the way that Washington has won uh, this season. So personally, I'm picking Michael Penix, plus you just watch his film and seeing everything that he can do. But uh, Jared, let's jump over to you, man. Who's your Heisman pick, man? Well, I got to agree with my uh, belly of after dark co-host here, Mr. Josh Mahler. <laughs> I have to go with Michael Penix. I have been a big Michael Penix fan since probably September. Everything except his delivery has me awestruck. Um, I agree with you in the sense that it's not Jaden Daniels' fault, though. No, not totally. I think it's Brian Kelly being a horrible head coach <laughs> and a two-time murderer of children. Um that being said, um, I, I took a Kevin a Kevin from a tailgate and a quad joke there. <laughs> my my uh, my biggest thing with uh, Michael Penix is just everything is just pinpoint accurate. Drops in the bucket. He does, man. Never is afraid in the moment. I think Daniels' biggest problem is he plays for LSU. 
he plays yeah, Friday. It absolutely is. And that's his biggest problem. If if he played at Alabama, Miami, Oklahoma, USC, it don't matter. He's running away with this because he's playing out of his damn mind. But the problem is, is unfortunately, Brian Kelly's a doofus, and they lost, what, three, four games? So that's what's going to kill him in these odds, in my opinion. I think Penix runs away with this. I can't pick Bo Nix because I watched Bo Nix lose to Penix twice. Yeah, that's, I think Bo Nix is the fourth-place guy in this vote. I think he was a legacy because he's played 6,000 years in college football. So That's kind of where I stand. I, I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is only going to be the fourth-place vote just because he's a wide receiver. I, I, I love the dude. Third place. I think he. I think he's earned I hope the third you're right. I, I, I here, if you want my honest got opinion, like nine millimeter gun to my head, right? Penix, Daniels, Harrison, Nix. I think Nix's performance in the Rose Bowl in the I mean, in the Pac-12 championship game where he wasn't able to perform in the last drive as the favorite is going to cost him. He's going to be the fourth place voter. There's a lot of recency bias. We've seen it a lot in these Heisman votes. I think Nick's is going to take the the shotgun shell on this one. He's going to be the fourth place vote. Ryan, what are you feeling on the Heisman Heisman world here? So, truth be told, I haven't watched, I haven't really paid attention a whole lot to the college football this year. I know so, you're although, a pro guy, so I'll give I'm you some slack. I'm a pro slack. guy, but but I don't know if you remember Josh back in what September, maybe August. Mm-hmm. I went on one. I I chimed in on one of your live programs from. Uh, whichever university you were from, you were broadcasting from. And I asked about Michael Penix. I said, do you think Michael Penix could be a dark horse Heisman candidate? He's and been one said, of my picks from the beginning of the year, man. And you said, you did say, I think you could win the, you could win the Heisman trophy. And I'm going to agree with you because just based on his resume, he's the only player on this in the final four who won a conference title who ran the table on their schedule. And he's just been, he just, from what I've seen, he's been the best college football player in the country. Hands down. Bo Nix, great resume, but you lost to Penix twice. Marvin Harrison, another great, uh, again, great resume, but unfortunately this is more of a quarterback's award. Jalen Daniels, I actually would have swapped him out for Blake Corum because the Michigan offense drives through what Blake Corum does uh, on the field if he can score, if he can get in the end zone. I like that. But for my money, it's going to be future New York Jets quarterback, Michael Penix, (laughs) for the Heisman this year. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I mean, looking at Penix, I think he's just he's got a rocket. I mean, he's 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 got a, a cannon for an arm. Yeah. Uh, and I think his leadership in that for this team too. And I've, I, I, the the reason why I brought him up since the beginning of the season, and I think even from the beginning of the season, uh, I I said it was going to come down between him and I know uh, Blake on our show kept on talking about Bo Nix, and even leading up to the that game, I said it's going to be the winner between these two in the in the Pac-12 championship game and I'm sticking sticking to my guns in that and and like I said I think winning does matter. I think if you're a 9-win team, uh a quarterback, it just doesn't say as much and like you said Jared, it's it's not his fault completely. Their defense was absolutely atrocious this year. And and Jaden Daniels, I like the fact that he's going to New York because I feel bad that he's not a, you know a 10 plus win team 
because of his defense. And that's not anything of his fault. And he's put up amazing stats this year. And so I do think he deserves number two, even on this list, number three on this list at the very bottom. Um, and and really only because Marvin Harrison Jr. didn't have a top-tier quarterback, I don't think. Kyle McCord yeah. is a good quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. And I, I stand you know by that. He's an exponent. He's going to transfer around four or five different times, <laughs> play 12 years of college football, and you know be average. Kyle McCord over to Nebraska is what I'm hearing right now. So, uh, you know, it's not not a great move for him if he's trying to win games. Right. You're about to go 6-6. <laughs> my, 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 my buddy James, who's a big Nebraska fan from Nebraska, he would he would approve. Well, my, my, my dad and my brother are both big Nebraska fans. And so I, I know both – at least my dad. I know my dad's very hardcore. My brother wants Will Howard for some weird reason. It's what? just Will Howard's a decent little, like, system quarterback down at K-State. I don't think he's that great. Who, I would definitely want, take who, Kyle McCord. Okay, so I'm part of Miami Hurricanes Twitter. Apparently, Malik Murphy or Die is what we want. I don't know how that's working, but apparently, that's what Miami wants. I don't know how. I, I'm just gonna sit here Based and watch on what the we saw. I don't. I don't. I don't I, know I don't how know, that's gonna I work. I don't know, Josh. Okay, Hurricanes fans are fucking stupid. We they are, are the most delusional bunch on the planet. They're almost and, as bad as Philadelphia Eagles fans, man. I tell oh. you what. <laughs> what? Buddy, we gotta do another twenty something of these shows the next like six months. Damn. And you're started early, buddy. I, you can't run to Jeremy for co-host. I'm your co-host on this one. Like you have to realize, you got live with this. Hey, we also you, run the podcast department together. Come on, we do. hey, pick you know up Kyle, you know it's all out of love. Pick up, pick up Kyle McCord. He can get better at throwing the football. He can get better at chucking. You just corn. dropped one soft white boy quarterback. Why would we want another? No, I mean, I, I think if you're going to go out, I mean, look at look at a guy like Cam Ward or something like that, oh, you know, or uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. The, the other the uh, the backup uh, Oregon State quarterback, not not DJ. He's going, uh, he's going but, to Michigan State. He's going to Michigan State. That, that's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. But what if DJ U goes over there? Shit. No, DJ U is going to go to like some like DJ U might go to Oklahoma. Honestly. No, he's definitely no. not coming to Oklahoma. Go to Ar- Oklahoma's like got their guy. State or something. Uh, Oklahoma's I, got football. got two or three guys in the in the room right now. Really, so you're, you're not really heartbroken with Don Gabriel Deppin. Well, no. see, uh, Oklahoma, you, Oklahoma fans, Oklahoma fans expected him to go to the NFL because he's uh, following the head coach. And, and so now, uh, and well, no, I don't or think no, he no, is. No, 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 uh, yeah. You know, I, now with him transferring, it's more or less that that the Oklahoma told him, hey. We expected you to, to, you know, to be done this year, and so if if you want to play again, you're going to have to be be a grad transfer. We've yeah. got Jackson Arnold, and it's Jackson Arnold era, um, but that's pretty much all we got, guys. Uh, I, I we should probably wrap it up. I know we we said we were going to keep it around the hour mark. We're pretty close there. Uh, we kept it pretty good, but for everybody watching, please make sure to hit that subscribe button. Uh, you can help us grow here on the Belly Up YouTube page. You'll see a lot more of us here. Like we said uh, before, too, you can join us here on Belly Up After Dark. Every first Thursday of each month, we are going to make sure that we do our best to keep this thing rolling and keep it going. Uh, so you can join us on every first Thursday of every month, uh, and that's going to be at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Central Time. Check us out and tune in next month. But uh, you can also hit that like button. That's another great way to help us out and comment down below. You can follow us on all social media platforms, Belly Up Sports. Check us out and stick around. We thank you guys all. Uh, I guess before we leave, uh, let's go ahead and go around the horn. Uh, Jeremy and I are from Rising to the Occasion. You can find us here on Belly Up Sports or over on Rising to the Occasion on YouTube, rising2.com, R-I-S-I-N-G-T-O.com. Ryan, where can we find your stuff? Uh, You can find us on our socials, which uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, 
at no cards are EQ. What's Twitter.com forward? I don't call it X. <laughs> it's a stupid name. I'm, uh, I'm only a month old. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash no cards REQ. YouTube.com uh, forward slash at no cards REQ. We are trying to drive for 500. We're at 30, 335 subscribers. So if you'll be kind and subscribe, got some great material. And look, this past week, Josh and I reviewed Lady Ballers yeah. on, a, on a YouTube video. So it was, it was great. It's a great movie. Uh, I'm going to watch it again next uh, tomorrow probably because I'm home tomorrow for <laughs> just to he- chill out. So watch Lady Ballers tomorrow. It'll be fun. But yeah, uh, go, uh, go to our social media channels. Uh, great material. Dustin and I go uh, live uh, every Tuesday or Wednesday during the NFL season and other videos sparsely here and there for 10 good minutes. Just talk about random sports topics. So tune on in. No credentials required. A great show, man. Uh, and then Jared, uh, you know, my belly up cohort, my co-host for belly up after dark, the man that we are working together as a team to make belly up the greatest sports network of all time. How you doing? And where, where can we find your stuff, man? Well, Josh, I appreciate the fact that you texted me at 4.30 in the afternoon to get the start. I was like, you know what? I got about an hour and a half cooking to do after the show's over, but sure not. Um, you can find me on X at um, that a boy. Cornwood Pod. Oh. And you can find me at Cornwood Jared as well on everything else except X where Belly Up does not. Uh, Elon apparently doesn't want me to switch Twitter names, so I'm Belly Up Jared on that. Um yeah, we do live shows every Thursday, actually before this show, uh, Cornwall's Pregame, which is the new guinea pig show for the uh, movie live on Belly Up Sports' podcast network, as well as replays on Corner Booth's YouTube channel and uh, Corner Twitter. Uh, we also do Monday shows as well, which are always a little a little more reserved and a little more more strategy and a little more, uh, a little more relaxed, whereas our Thursday shows get a little out of control. 9-11 jokes and Sean McDermott being a dipshit aside. That being said, we appreciate you guys for coming through and uh, for myself and Josh, always. It was, it was a pleasure resurrecting this. Thank you for helping me keep this alive. Uh, I tried doing this back in July and it was less of get myself doing it, more of acquiring guests and having somebody to run this with me because honestly doing this by myself was a fucking nightmare. So... I appreciate you and uh, helping me keep this alive because yeah. honestly, I don't think this is a third resurrection. I keep this as as a last second buzzer beater to get this back in the game. So yeah, yeah, and I, I, yeah, I wouldn't even say it was necessarily a resurrection. It was just keeping it alive, you know. And it was a long extended period That's of time there, I'm, but I'm, we're keeping it alive. A, a last, <laughs> a last second, a last second hail mary to keep us in the game. And yeah, it, honestly, I think it's a great. <laughs> great first show i'm assuming ryan oh, likes god, the office awesome. <laughs> oh my god it's cpr man the, I, I knew the reference the skin off a goddamn dummy i'm going home i knew the reference no but yeah everybody billy up has had an amazing 2023 we're getting really close to 2024 we're going to be pushing a lot of big things a lot of big things in the work for billy up uh that you know we we all know about here uh, and that we're really excited for you guys to find out so please stick around and you can also go over to bellyupsports.com to find everything that we do here but guys we thank you all so much for tuning in for helping us out and helping us grow until next time